Reese, Bibbs, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back yet again to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am your host, as always, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter, at Bibbs Corner. Uh, it is a lovely day to be a Mavs fan, coming off a W against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I hopped in the Hawks spaces and had to defend Luca's honor briefly. Didn't like to having to do that, but it is what it is. Uh, Reese, I know you were working. Um, glad to be joined by Reese as always. That's at Mind of Reese on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, you you, you almost <laughs> no. I was gonna do it. I was gonna do it, but uh, I threw. I messed up. I, I I asked about the game before. I, okay. Anyway, did you get to catch any of the game tonight? Yeah, I got distracted because I was watching. Um, around four o'clock, I was watching around like four o'clock, four thirty. I was watching the greatness that is Attack on Titan. And um, then I hopped in a space that was talking about. Oh yeah, the show. I didn't see you on there. Yeah, and it lasted for like an hour and a half, two hours or so. Didn't realize I was in there for that long. And I looked, and I said, "It's seven o'clock." Oh shit, the game about to come on. I thought the game came on at seven o'clock, Michael. So you saw six o'clock, and thought, I looked. Maybe that's Central Time. No, 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 no. I saw a banner. I can't remember where I saw the banner. Like on social media or something and i thought it said seven o'clock but clearly it's at six i thought it said seven o'clock and i remember you saying it's an early game so i'm like all right i mean seven o'clock that makes sense that might have been the first time you called me michael by the way that um, was on purpose that it felt purpose. i felt i felt wrong like dr strange when he said <laughs> that feels wrong that i'll allow it <laughs> I, was, I was very uncomfortable with it like, you know, um, um so I said, let me turn the game on. And it's going into halftime. I said, are you fucking serious right now? I said, okay, so let me, I'll catch the second half, which I caught, I caught most of the second half. Okay. I did. Um, I was able to join the space. I was out of the space before all of the other stuff happened. <laughs> um, when I joined the space, it was still pretty civil. Um, it didn't when, get crazy. I mean, not crazy. I don't mean like that. I just mean like, you know, defending Luca's honor. People in there talking about Luca Trey, that whole thing. I saw it on the timeline. People were discussing it. I didn't hear that because <laughs> when I was leaving work, I got in the car. I'd rather listen to my music than listen to Hawks fans, but no offense. But, you know, um, I had uh, I hopped in the car. Miles Monday came on. It was the song I wanted to hear, too, but they was going crazy, so I had to, I had to, I had to hop in. Man, look, all I'm saying is... uh. It was a good game, satisfying win, uh, nice way to end the week or begin the week. End the week for us, begin the week for actual, actual NBA. Um, the spaces while I was in there was nice. Um, I have no idea who allowed James to join the space. If you don't know James, we're talking about James Grambo. Um, if you know James Grambo on Twitter, you will understand why he should not be in anyone's space. He, I wouldn't allowed. put him in my space. Like. Facts. <laughs> The social media app social or my actual app. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he's not welcome. <laughs> but um, I did catch the um, second half of the game. I didn't see the four fouls that Luca got in the first fucking half. Um, which so you only saw the bullshit. We'll get to that though. We'll get to yeah. that. 
we do it we in the open right now so uh so yeah it was it was an interesting week i would say uh in in mavs basketball we started the week with okc and took a l now we hosted a space on wednesday night and if you're not tapping in for the those post game spaces on wednesday nights and it's post game unless we have like a really late game we might do a pre but usually we're going to try to do post games on Wednesday nights after the game to, to talk about the game. If, if there's something interesting to talk about or to talk about whatever Mavs related. So uh, definitely, definitely be on the lookout for those. Uh, we talked about the OKC game. There was not a lot of happiness going on in there. Uh, I think we touched on Lou Dort looking like prime James Harden <laughs> and, and Giddy just doing whatever the hell he wanted. Trey Mann, who I, I don't even, I didn't even realize he was having a decent season as a rookie. He may not. But he looked amazing that that night. Yeah, what he had twenty eight points. He's showing potential. He's not, you know, he's not one of the studs of this rookie class, which there's a lot of. But there's right. also a lot of guys in this rookie class who are showing a lot of flashes. Guys, you like, okay, I see potential in this player. He just may not either be in the best situation or he's not fully tapped into it yet. I think Trey Mann is one of those guys. Um, shout out to my boy. Um, Pierre, Pee Wee the Plug, he kind of mentioned that I can see Trey Mann as, I think he said something along the lines of like the next Anthony Simons, like a sleeper player, not as like in the mold of the same player, but I got a sleeper player in a, a position. A guy that people don't really think yeah. about from that draft, but that could end up being a really solid player. Yeah, once he's given the chance <laughs> to shine, and I agree. Okay. I liked him um, coming out of the draft. I want to say, like, I, I didn't, I'm, obviously I'm not scouting anymore, but I did like a quick uh, YouTube video search of all the players and had like a ranking. And I want to say he was close to my top 15, like potential wise. Um, I only watched like the first 35, 40 though. So don't read too much into that. For anyone who, I don't know, you probably don't know this guy. You might know this guy. For anyone who you gotta lean does. The mic with it. I, I, I was, because I know sometimes when I had a mic, not real close. It sounds like but it um, quiet. You... <laughs> okay. Well, let me. Let, let, okay. How about now? I'm good. I'm or good. you can just be at, up in the mic the whole time, and I'll just turn my volume down. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> for anybody who doesn't, somebody like me who tries to keep up with a lot of college basketball, but between keeping up with NBA and other things, it's hard to keep up with as much college basketball and see everybody and all of the prospects who are coming in the draft. The perfect YouTube channel to follow is Hoop Intellect. Hoop Intellect. He's on YouTube. He's on Twitter. Uh, his real name is Keandre. He does amazing work. He's always. This guy is an amazing scout. Uh, somebody needs to get his guy a scouting job one day. I'm going to be quite honest. And he's a young guy. Um, so definitely follow that. That's a big tip. He helped me a lot last year with the draft going into it. I learned a lot about a lot of players, so just wanted to throw that out there. Wanted to give him a shout out. That's what we do here. I'm not afraid to throw a shout out to somebody who's not connected to us. Um, but yeah, the the game was ugly. We played like trash offensively and defensively, especially defensively. Yes. And uh, the the I made a note on my 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 sheet because I try to make little notes to remind myself to bring things up. And I wrote Dorian Fitting Smith in my notes because we about to pay this man fifteen million, <laughs> and he had three points in forty three minutes while we were getting cooked by Darius Baisley and Timothy Chalamet. 
Oh um, my God. It was Wolf, it was a rough Wolf, watch. Wolf Finn hard. Yeah, Wolf Finn soft. Like <laughs> the dude get doing layups on you, like getting offensive rebounds and putbacks in the paint, and then fixing his hair on the way up the court. Like that that makes me feel some kind of way as a man to have somebody's hair like the long flowing locks. Like hair was perfect the whole game, and he cooking us. Like that's that's no, that's that's not acceptable. Not, not acceptable, acceptable at all. all. Jinx, you owe me a couple. I was about to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> um, so we played like trash, but we came back, right? Right. We came back. Bullock hit the big three. Luca was under the court flexing, feeling good in asshole Luca mode. And then the next possession, out of bounds play, Luca gets backdoored by Kendrick Williams. Pause. For the layup. My bad. And <laughs> we lost in overtime. And yeah. the and I got the Dallas Mass social media team. I'm gonna need please somebody tell them to stop posting excitedly about overtime against trash ass teams. Turn your volume down, bitch. <clears throat> turn your volume down. I got you. Yeah. Turn your volume down. Lady who's in charge of the Mass social media. The Mavs Twitter. We we know who you are, okay? You're, you're not Batman. You have, your identity is not a secret. I just don't remember your name, so I can't say it. But I know what you look like. Okay, this is sounding like a threat. This is sounding bad. This is not This is not what this is supposed to be. All I'm saying is you, you got to do a better job. Read the room. Read the goddamn Do you need glasses? Are you blind? Do you need the room to be in Braille to read it? When we give up a backdoor cut layup, this dude just chomped on a sandwich like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, um, when we give up a backdoor layup on an out-of-bounds play where Luca, I don't know what you were doing, brother. I, I'm not going to bag on you because that was three games ago. But for the social media team to constantly be saying, more basketball, free basketball. We didn't want free basketball. What we wanted was for the game to be over and go to bed. But to be quite honest, once we went into overtime, I knew the game was lost. Yeah, it was one of those things where we put everything into the comeback. And we didn't have anything else. We were the better team, allegedly, but we didn't have anything else. And again, Lou Dort was walking us down. Like, Lou Dort was so comfortable. He looked so comfortable. Dribble, dribble, where the shot clock at? All right, spread the floor. I got this ISO. Doom, 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 step back, splash. Like, I ain't never, ever seen Lou Dor act like that before. Who is this man? And I want to say James Harden had like four points that night. He had to have absorbed James Harden's ability. And then also had a weight regimen and, and, and was was jacked and running people over like a, a linebacker. So, Lou yeah, Dort, shout out to Lou Dort. That's a big <laughs> motherfucker. Shout out to Lou Dort because uh, he he killed us and you know it was a nice humbling loss uh, after our previous humbling loss to the Orlando Magic. It was feeling very doom and gloom, right? We lost the two, the two worst teams in the league. Everybody was pissed. Everybody was upset. <clears throat> and then Philly came along. Joel Embiid, MVP campaign. 
I just knew he was about to pull a wilt. I knew he was gonna give us a hundred. I, I swear I knew. Maxi was out, and there was a play in the previous game where I, I don't think I, I think it was Chalamet. Chalamet landed on his knee, and I saw him messing with it. I could tell he was uncomfortable. He stayed in the game, but I said keep an eye on that, and he has not played since. Um. So no Maxi, no KP, no THJ. No THJ and B coming into town, it was easily going to be a 50 point blowout loss, right? Wrong. And actually, you know, obviously Embiid is an exception to the rule, but surprisingly enough, the Mavs statistically defend centers pretty damn well this year. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. It just felt like Embiid was going to be the exception, you know? Yeah, because it's Embiid. It's like, you know, I hate to bring this up, but when I do daily fantasy sports and I'm betting and I'm putting together lineups, they always say, when you look at the opponent's team defensive rank, pay no attention to that when it comes to superstars because it does not matter. So in this instance, it was like, hey, yeah, we defend well against centers, but this is Joel Embiid, the most dominant big in the game arguably the MVP right now and playing like the best player in basketball still came out with a dub and he and did a comeback in, no less yeah I was gonna say he did things in his game that like I, even after the game you can't say you can't take anything from him he's pretty much an unstoppable force uh the things he does he should not be able to do at his size and we went to a zone And that was the end of the game. They could not figure out the zone. I don't understand. They have shooters. Um, but for whatever reason, Doc Rivers did not have any zone busters in, in, in his repertoire, um, which Fraud. is wild. Fraud. Yeah, I I think with the Ty Lue, the way he's handled the Clippers, that was when I realized Doc Rivers is a fraud. Fraud. And the way he treated Ben after the playoffs, uh, yeah, Doc Rivers – he playing with house money with the he won a ring and ever since then people have been convinced he's a good coach but there's no evidence otherwise fraud rivers so sorry sorry y'all are dealing with that philly not not my problem but sorry y'all are dealing with that i have to bring this up before we do this i mentioned way back january 15th we played the magic mo bamba got a dunk there was a weird squeak when he dunked (laughs) <laughs> and I said, Mobamba knocked a screw loose. Several games since then, I've heard the rim make that little squeak. And finally, in this game, the rim went crooked, which caused a 40-minute delay. Like, I, during that delay, I stopped to play 2K. And I'm in the party, and the dude's like, you playing 2K in the Mavs plan? I said, dog, <laughs> that game started at like 1030. 10 o'clock or 10 30 it was yeah i think it was 10 i said it's 11 40 and it ain't any halftime yet i said it's a delay <laughs> i ain't missing nothing well i'm gonna sit there and watch them fix some shit for 40 minutes absolutely not so it let me clear correct that it was supposed to be 10 but it was a tv game so it started at like 10 20 Oh, no, my bad. It was an NBA game, so it starts at 10-20, because they can never start on time. The only games I've seen start on time are non-TV games. Like, Hornets games and stuff, they start on time, because they're never on TV. Damn, but ESPN, that's, that's, TNT, 
That's Bump fucked up. up that's Bet true. your bippy is gonna start ten fifteen or fifteen minutes late or or worse. One hundred percent correct. And so it started late, and then halfway through the first quarter, I believe, we got a forty minute delay. They had to bring out an entirely new hoop. With that said, I did learn that they use the same, they put the same hoops in the same spot every time because it was very clear that that hoop was the same hoop and it was always put there because I kept hearing that squeak. Hopefully that, that hoop has been retired. Rest in peace. Um, so in the third quarter, there was a tweet. I want to say East Talk. East Talk came from Slovenia. East Talk Franco, great guy to follow if you don't follow him. Uh, it's I-Z-T-O-K. I can imagine there aren't too many of them. East Talk Franco. Uh, he he does like a lot of good stuff with video and stats and breakdowns. Definitely a good follow. But he came from Slovenia. He made it to Dallas for the first time ever. And during the delay, <clears throat> when they were taking the hoop down, it was down on the ground. And he said, keep it this low so Luca and Brunson can dunk. Luca saw that tweet. Yep. I'm convinced Luca saw that tweet. He saw that shit at halftime. He said, bet. And in that third quarter, he had two dunks, which is equal to the amount of dunks he'd had the entire season up to that point. And not just dunks, but dunks off the bounce in traffic. He dunked on Drummond one of the times. And I can't remember who he dunked on the previous time, but he he was dunking in traffic. And the first time he looked like, hmm, that felt kind of good. Was it Matisse the other time? Was it, I think he got by Thibault. I can't. There was somebody in front of him too that like started to come up and then realized Luca was bouncing with it and oh. changed his mind, made a business decision. Uh, Might have been Tobias Harris. That's what that was my next name. Yeah, I think Thibault was behind him and Tobias was like in front, so he had like two guys in the air near him and was undeterred. And for the people talking on Twitter, the Denver dunk was still better. Sorry. Yeah, Denver dunk, hundred percent. Like uh, that dunk was dunk. my was my phone's wallpaper for like a month. <laughs> um, he also had, and I I'm, I I don't care about the triple double watch, especially I hate when they do it when we're losing and stuff. Like oh, Luca got his triple. I don't give a damn if we're losing. Exactly. I don't give a damn if we're winning, but I definitely don't when we're losing. Uh, but he had a triple double through the third quarter and, and his tenth all moved into tenth all time uh, with that triple double. That's insane when you think about it. He is 22. 23? 22. And crazy enough, he's he's probably not going to catch Russell Westbrook. He's going to catch Russell Westbrook. You think so? I do. Okay. The only I, his points and his assists and rebounds are never going to go down dramatically because that's just his game. Right. Uh the points I think will come down, but he'll still be getting triple doubles cuz it's you're going to have the point the assists and rebounds. Too personally. Sure. Also depends on how long he plays too. That too. Yeah. Um, and it, it's taking care of his body is going to be huge, but he's already on, he's on pace to have more than Russell Westbrook before he's 30. Hmm. I keep forgetting he's only like 23, 22 years old. Yeah. Cause he has like 80 something. Am I, am I wrong about that? Oh, Luca. Does he have 80 something? Luca. I saw the image, but I Damn. don't oh, have it. Now you're going to look it up. <laughs> uh, let's see. NBA. All time triple doubles. Boom. All right. Russell Westbrook has 193. Luca has, oh, he has 44. Hmm. That is actually interesting. He should, he will pass 
Russ Larry has Bird. how many? Who? Westbrook has, has 193. And Luca has 44? Yeah, through three and a half seasons. Uh, yeah. He's, uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, He'll get close. He'll definitely get close. He'll finish uh, in the top three for sure. Though. Top he's three, definitely, top five. Yeah, he's definitely passing kid. Like, he'll get up to that range. And then Jokic is there, too, so you got to keep an eye on him. Right. Uh, Jokic is in on his way. Um, go series. But, <clears throat> you know, we took care of business against Philly, and I still didn't know how to feel after that game, personally. Like, did you get too high off of that, that win? Um, No, actually, because when I was watching this game, I think it went into the fourth quarter, I said to myself, I have a bad feeling about this game, and I have to work in the morning. So I'm just going to go to sleep and expect the loss when we wake up, when I wake up. And to my surprise, I woke up and we won the goddamn game. Um, To say I was shocked, I hate to say that, I, I hate to say I was shocked, but because I did have us winning this game when we gave our prediction, I said with or without KP, I think we can beat the Sixers. And going into this game, I did think we could beat the Sixers. Just the way it was going, I wasn't expecting a comeback. So, we keep going in and out. Is that on purpose? I'm assuming it's on purpose. Um, yeah, so I didn't have a high or a low after this game. Um, I was knocked the fuck out. I'm an idiot. No, I was not going in and out on purpose, pause. I, uh, <laughs> my camera was not plugged all the way in. I would not have thought it. I would not have even thought to say pause. So you you said you you did not get too high off of that, right? No. Okay. I didn't either. Like I took it. Like obviously we'll take the W, but I had like I didn't. Just, oh, maybe we're back. We're we're good to go. The Hawks game should be a good one. No, I still was like the Hawks should take care of us pretty easily. I didn't think that. I mean, I knew it was going to be competitive, at least early on, because there's personal stuff there. But as far as the talent-wise, I just thought they would out-talent us. I mean, that's that's understandable. And they were on a win streak, so right. I can understand why you'd uh, think that. But, I mean, I, I was confident against the Hawks, more so against the Hawks than the Sixers, because obviously the Sixers are a better team. Um, was I a bit worried because we were missing some talent? Sure. But I will say I wasn't worried. But if we came out with a loss, I wouldn't have been like, it's no way we should have lost this team. Type right, right, right. And that's what, I'm, I mean, obviously uh, in the uh, freestyle, <laughs> I said we can't lose to them. Yeah. Uh, so I had my, my, my hopes that we would go ahead and take care of business, but I wasn't sure. After the losses to Orlando and OKC, it was kind of like a let's see what happens type of approach. Um, Trey came out jacking shots. And he and Luca have a lot of similarities in that regard in that they try to put on a show when they're facing certain opponents. Especially on live, I meant on uh, broadcast television. Yeah, so Trey was missing jumpers. Luca was missing layups. And, you know, I was, again, I was in the Hawks' spaces, 
and people were talking about oh, Luca was forcing layups. No, these were wide open layups. They should have been buckets. There was no forcing. He was getting wherever he wanted to go. He should have been making the layups. He just wasn't, uh, which killed his percentages. And uh, there was a whole lot of talk of Luca shot 30. He missed like four or five layups. Like no exaggeration. So that is what it is. Uh, but he did get it going in the second quarter. However, foul trouble. Uh, one of them was a take foul that he shouldn't have taken in the half court. He got blown by in the half court and just grabbed his man. Stupid. Don't do it ever again. I, I hate it in the fast break. I Doing it in the, 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 half, the half court is just laziness. There were like three Mavs behind you that could have picked that man up. Don't do that, man. And then he got the fourth foul on a charge on Trey. So going into the half, he had four fouls. We were up four, if I'm not mistaken. And Luca was, I think Trey had four points or something like that. And Luca had 14 or something, somewhere along those lines. Like the game was close. Luca was outplaying Trey. John Collins was outplaying any other Mav. And we had a good game on our hands. And then you said you did pick up in the third, right? Yeah. Uh, most of the stuff, well, all of the stuff I saw was third and fourth. Did you see the the tray flop? Uh, no, I actually caught it on um, social media. I actually came back late for the third, so I was wondering if you actually saw it live. No, because I, I was switching like between, because at that time I was still doing work, so I would switch between sitting down to watch some and listening to the rest. Okay, so I came in at about 10 and a half and I saw Luca wasn't in. And somebody said Luca went back to the locker room when I first got in. I was like, did Luca just get hurt? Like, I was scared initially. Um, I don't know if he actually went to the locker room or if the announcers were just confused. Because they kept, to my knowledge, I don't think he went to the locker room. They were saying a lot of weird stuff that didn't make, like, it almost felt like they weren't watching the game at several points. Uh, and I was, the, so I was concerned. The tray flop, though, I saw the tray flop on Twitter, and it was shameless. I want to say they were going after a rebound, right? Yes. Trey grabbed it. Luca came up, but he stopped after Trey grabbed it. Didn't maybe him, made some slight contact. Barely. But like, not he. His momentum was stopped. He was yes. not moving through Trey at all. Like he got up to him. He may have touched the hem of his garment. Yeah, he got up to him and like maybe brushed him a little bit and Trey just like fell past the three point line. He slid to the logo. He to slid the logo. Feet. Like bro, shameless. That's that's the most I don't hate Trey Young, right? I like Trey Young. I want I want to be a fan first in it, really. But stuff like that, I can't I can't I can't root for that, man. That's that's disgusting basketball. Like if you did that at a street ball pickup game, I'm laughing at you. And I mean, you might not play again. I don't think anybody's gonna do that at a street ball pickup game. I think Trey Young might try. In, I think they do that in the NBA to manipulate the refs. There's no that's refs good. in the NBA in a in a street ball game. But I'm not gonna trash Trey Young too much on flopping because my favorite player of all time is known for it. So I will concede. I hated him too, for the same thing. I, yeah. I understand you're small. You got to do what you got to do, but come on, man. That's 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 dirty. That's disrespectful to the game, what he did. 
Like a little floppy here and there when you get actual contact, it's cool. But stuff like that, I can't condone. That's that's just bad. I understand 100%. And after that, I decided that if Mavs fans wanted to slander the Hawks if we won that game, I'm, I was okaying it. Because usually I say, just let it go. Yeah, I but, saw that tweet. But tonight, let you it fly. Inciting, you was inciting violence. Brunson got his fifth foul <laughs> in the third quarter. And got a hug. From Luca, Luca and Luca and, and Jalen were were on the sidelines, dapping it up with their five fouls. Couldn't play for the rest of the third, and I believe a couple minutes into the fourth. <clears throat> Did Luca and Jalen not even? They didn't even play in the th- whole third, right? After that, no. Yeah, that's... like Luca came out at like eleven something, and Trey came out a few minutes later. <clears throat> Shout out to the team for holding the fort down, man. Jalen, why do I keep calling him Trey? I don't know. Shout out to the team for holding the fort down. Wow, but Trey, the best players were out. Trey Burke did get five fouls himself. Don't ask me how. I was about to say I don't know how. So Trey Burke came in and held it down in the third quarter. Uh, it was really our defense that held it down. Shout out to Josh Green, Frank Nilakina, Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, I want to say Marquise Chris and Powell were the centers. They played. They each played. I just uh, want to say five fouls in 15 minutes is disgusting. Well, Trey Burke, no less. Um, whatever, man. <laughs> the Hawks did not take advantage of that situation at all, and you know we came out with the dub. Luca came back, did enough. Brunson did enough. Bullock did enough. Was hitting shots. Uh, it was a complete team game, and again, our defense held it down for us. And again, that goes back to what I've been saying about defense and how. It is much more reliable on a game-to-game basis to win you games than just offense. The Rick Carlisle era was all offense. And, you know, we ended up beating teams we shouldn't have beat, but when we were cold, we'd lose the teams we shouldn't lose to. And we weren't playing – and we were playing our game. In the bad kid losses, we weren't doing what we usually do. Like OKC in Orlando, we weren't, we didn't have the defensive intensity that had been winning us games. That's why we lost, and it's a clear cut thing. When in the Rick Carlisle era, we were just missing shots, and it would cost us games. Now we can miss shots, and if our defense is still doing its job, we still have a chance to win, and that's what happened tonight. Thanks. So, um, anything else? Did you? Sorry, anything else to add there? (laughs) No, (laughs) no. Uh, I think that does it, right? That's that's the three games. We went two and one. It didn't look exactly how I thought it would look. <laughs> hey, two and one is better than one and two, so I, I'll I said, take it. I think I said two and one, but I, again, I didn't ex- I expected the one to be Philly, not OKC. Um, it is what it is overall, right? We got the same results. The same results. How we got there. Yeah. Uh, if there's nothing else to add, I think we can go ahead and take this first break. I think we're looking. Uh, uh, there yeah. is one more thing. I would like to add right now. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, on the last episode, we had a panel on uh, of three guests, uh, Jose, Rolo, and Isaac. At the end of the episode, instead of me doing the unsung hero, I had them each give their unsung hero in the hopes that they will all come up with three different unsung heroes so I could then do a poll. To my surprise, they did exactly that. We put out the poll on friday uh 
It was up for 24 hours. The results are out. The results are final. And after 84 votes, let me remind, I'm not, I'm not going to remind you. I'm just, I'll remind you after the results, but after 84 votes, <clears throat> the people have spoken the winner, the Mavs outsiders unsung hero of the week for last week. It's Jose for Luca. With all due respect to Jose, I have to say I'm extremely disappointed in y'all. <laughs> Come on, man. Luca, that's not why I made this award. Come on, man. Luca, y'all voted for Luca. Y'all voted for Luca. Come on, man. Y'all got to do better than that. But shout out to Jose. He won the poll. You know, uh, appreciate y'all for coming on. It was definitely a great episode. If you have not listened to that one, go ahead and check it out just for some nice conversation. Uh, after you're done listening to this one, of course. Um, and when you listen to both, make sure you leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We greatly appreciate it. I mean, I, I like five stars, but if you can only get four, then that, that's okay. No, it is not. Leave five. He's right. Leave five. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that, that disappointed me, especially with it not even being close. Um, it was kind of, I mean. I don't know if they understood the assignment. I mean, 46% went to Luka, 35% went to Josh Green, and Jalen Brunson only got 19%. Why do I think it was higher than that? Nah. It, it was fairly close between the two. Between Josh Green and Luka, it was fairly close. I'll allow it. Um, but yeah, so I guess he goes in the chart, right? Like, I know you're keeping track of these. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he, yeah. Okay. Are you gonna put like an asterisk beside it, or keep it, keep it? I, I mean, no need because he probably won't receive another one for the rest of the season. So we'll see. Um, and you know what? I wasn't even mad at Jose's argument, to be honest. Yeah, it was a nice argument. So I, I won't be too hot at it, but you know, it was a nice argument. But at the end of the day, it's nothing unsung about Luca at all. He's very solid. <clears throat> Yeah, he could, he, <laughs> and I think that the only reason I allowed it is because you know he did take a hit, not being a starter in the All Star game this week. Nah, we not no, we not doing that. I'm saying like I'm saying like he 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 was a little down, so you know I, I it boosted him back up. Uh, you know what? We're gonna give you your flowers, Luca. Luca, uh, get your flowers. Today. Why? What's up? What's up with the slave voice? A slave? <laughs> I was just being country. All right. Okay. Um, my bad. Slave. We're gonna take a country. commercial uh, break after that. Um yeah. so I can <laughs> so I can put my tattered pants away. Um oh, and we'll be back after this break. And I was sitting here like scrolling around like I was gonna hit a button to go to break. <laughs> <laughs> no break buttons to hit. We're not there yet. <laughs> we gotta get a soundboard and everything, man. We're trying to we're trying to get the Facts. production quality up, but Facts. uh quick break, we'll be right back. The greatest game in American sports history is finally here. Super Bowl 56 is upon us and the matchup is set. It's the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals and maybe one of these teams is your favorite team. Maybe you just like to gamble like me. Maybe you have a gambling problem like me. Well, if that's the case, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team 
regardless of your fandom. All you have to do is bet $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Me, myself, I'll be stepping back for the Super Bowl. I did enough betting. I lost enough money this year. But the opportunity is still there for you through DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Redline, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HO-PENNY or text Ho penny, and that's with one N to four six seven three six nine. All right, folks, we are back here on the Mavs Outsiders podcast, uh, and this is a momentous occasion, folks. It's a very momentous occasion. Uh, I don't believe we've had a Reese rant this season. I don't believe, but Reese has decided to bless us. With his thoughts, his feelings, it may get ugly. He may lean into the mic to where you can hear his tongue moving in his mouth. Pause. And Yo, how many pauses have we had this episode? <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to hit that button to be safe. But Reese has some things on to get off his chest. I have no idea what he's about to say. May God have mercy on your souls. So, um... <laughs> I've been pondering on this for about two days now. Um, News came out. I believe it was on Friday. Um, News came out that a team offered the Mavericks a lottery pick, late lottery pick for Dorian Finney-Smith and that the Mavs declined, obviously. (sighs) And, you know, just like the cycle when news like this comes out, Mavs fans were on the timeline. Not all Mavs fans. There were some Mavs fans that just didn't care. There were some Mavs fans who were upset but were just like, whatever. There were some Mavs fans who agreed with the Mavs not taking a trade. And then there were some who were just in shambles saying, oh, my God, this front office is stupid. What are they doing? This is dumb. Luca's going to leave. Blah, blah, blah. And... I don't like to do this, especially after such a positive win. But y'all got to get a grip on reality at some point. Like the flip flopping between opinions and narratives. None of the stuff is fitting at this point. Y'all say, you know, oh, my God, Luke is going to leave. We need players that can help us now. But then you're upset 
that the team didn't trade for a late lottery pick by giving away a player who in a way helps us now is he gonna take over a game on offense of course not but we've seen the growth of dorian finney smith am i saying dorian finney smith is untradeable that he's he's not expendable absolutely not for the right deal he absolutely is everyone on this team not named luka Doncic, can go for the right deal that was not the right deal what do we do in that situation we trade dorian finney smith we get this late lottery pick back now a team with a history of drafting terribly has a late lottery pick when they're trying to win right now when the mavs have tried to win right now who have they drafted guys like kelly olenic then traded him shane larkin Shane Larkin, these are the kind of guys that Mark Cuban went out and drafted when the Mavs were trying to win right now. To save cap space, sure, but that's still a method that we know the Mavs or Mark Cuban uh, approach he likes to, uh, an approach he likes to take. Save cap space. And on top of that, there's moments where Norman Powell gets traded from the Portland Trailblazers to the Los Angeles Clippers. And instinctually, a lot of Mavs fans are saying, oh, man, we could have got in on that deal. You know, we could have got in on something like that. And I understand why you think that way. And I understand why that's probably frustrating. Maybe the Mavs were talking to the Blazers about this and the Blazers decided, hey, we're going to go the Clippers route. They get off of that contract without bringing in too many big contracts. And they bring in Eric Bledsoe's contract, who, while it isn't expiring, is possibly still movable can buy him out without paying too much money and even after next season the contract is gone if you cannot do any of those things what in what situation maybe i know bibs feels a way about it maybe he can let me know his scenario and who would we have given up in that situation i'm not saying the mavericks couldn't do it at all i just think for the Clippers and maybe the Blazers, that was the no, that wasn't the best trade for the Blazers. The Blazers are idiots, but maybe the Clippers just you know talked a good game. You also have to realize politics are involved when it comes to things like this. Karis Levert just got traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers, a deal that's been talked about for maybe a month now, maybe longer. It's a deal everyone saw coming, but it was inevitable. Uh, I can't remember the parameters of the trade, but I believe they got a first-round pick, the Pacers did, a second-round pick as well. And Ricky Rubio, who will never play for uh, Indiana, will be a free agent and is rumored to be headed back to Cleveland next year. Right. That's what they got back in return. Uh, Ricky Rubio's an expiring contract. Obviously, the picks are what's really uh, the best part of the trade for them. Uh and when we did the spaces where we did the trades, I had Ricky Rubio coming to Dallas, knowing he would not be playing, but it would free up cap space. And we'll be, we will be able to get off of Tim Hardaway Jr. But y'all called me a fool for that as well. I'm starting to see a pattern with a lot of these trades that's happening where y'all called me a fool for it. But, you know, it turns out to be not too bad. But I digress. Um. This is not really much of a rant. This is just me venting. I'm not saying y'all are wrong. I don't want to make it seem like my opinion is the right opinion. Y'all opinion is the wrong opinion. That's not what I'm doing. All I'm saying is y'all need to be more consistent. Your arguments aren't consistent. Uh, 
It's like y'all want the Mavs to make moves just for the sake of making a move. That's how you end up a bad team. That's how you end up in cap hell. That's how you end up like a lot of these teams, like the Portland Trailblazers who traded two first-round picks for Robert Covington. And yeah, you can say hindsight's twenty twenty. Fuck, fuck twenty twenty. Okay, years ago when they did that, I don't know if anyone was saying it. I wasn't even saying it at the time, but I was questioning why you would give up two first-round picks for Robert Covington, who isn't even an all-star. Foolish. That's how you end up in situations like the Blazers are in now, where you have a superstar in their prime who's either going to leave you and you get nothing in return because he doesn't want to request a trade, or you have to find a way to completely rebuild and retool. The Mavs should not make trades just for the sake of making a trade. The Mavs don't make a move this off. I mean, not this off season, this trade deadline. I won't be shocked if they do fantastic, but I hope it's the right move. I hope it's a move that's actually going to put this team not over the top, but improve us. No linear moves, no moves. That's going to make us step back. The Mavs trading Dorian Finney Smith for a lottery pick is a move that a rebuilding team would make. This is not a rebuilding team. This is a team that's looking to contend. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Just make sure the things y'all stand on are consistent. Y'all, y'all flip-flopping, and I understand being mad at this front office sometimes, but sometimes the the anger that y'all are pointing is being pointed in the wrong direction. That's all I want to say. A lot of mic rattling. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so you, you mentioned the two trades, Norman Powell to the Clippers. Um, Jerry West is good at his job. Uh, the Clippers front office is good at what they do. And they've done a lot of homecoming. Norman Powell is the L.A. guy. He, he was glad to be in L.A. And I'm sure that conversation was had. I, I still can't believe the Blazers couldn't have gotten more. But it is what it is. We can't do anything about that. There was somebody who hopped in Cuban's DMs and, you know, said, you know, we, this is something we could have done. And Cuban said, how? I don't know how the rest of that conversation went. I saw um, that. Yeah. Speaking of which, Mark Cuban's mother did pass away this weekend. Oh, so wow. Personally, I am not going to be adding. I never add him, actually. I'm not going to be slandering his name for a little while because um, that's tough. I, I can't imagine. So uh, rest in peace to Mama Cuban. And rest in peace. Leave, leave Mark Cuban alone. <laughs> Why not? Leave, leave Mark Cuban alone for now. Uh, you can get back on him in, in, in a few weeks, but... But uh, then the Karis LeVert trade. Now, that's one, like you said, that we potentially could have been in on in a similar way. I agree. And only, only thing I'll say to that is what expiring contract would we have given up for them? I meant the to get Rubio, not necessarily LeVert. Oh, okay. Um, but if Rubio wants to be in Cleveland, then that wouldn't have been something we would do anyway. Because my goal was to get Rubio here knowing that he's going to expire, get his love and his affection inside of the offseason. Right. Um, so we have him next year. And at least that would let me know that they understand that we're lacking playmaking off the bench and want to resolve that. But um, it is what it is. Um, I don't know if Tim Hardaway Jr. is coming back. Come out this season? Yeah. They said that uh, 
I think during the game they mentioned that he might be out for the season. Yeah, it's I heard that. Indefinite right now. I think it's a six to eight week minimum for his injury, but a very again indefinite ending. So he may be done for the season. I think at the earliest he's back for the playoffs. I think um yeah, so for me personally, I'm gonna pretend he's not coming back this season. Yeah. So even with him there, my biggest areas of need, and the only time only trade I'm trying to see. I'm not trying to see no marginal trade for no random player that, that may or may not play. I'm not trying to see what we did last year. That's, like you said, tr- doing trades just to do trades. Uh, completely pointless. I'm looking for um, – I am looking for a person that can go get a bucket that is taller than six foot three, preferably. I am looking for KP insurance, and not necessarily somebody that's established, but – Somebody who's tall and can hit some jumpers uh, that can plug in for what KP does if KP goes down with an injury so we don't have to completely change everything we do if and when that occurs. Um, And then the third thing is a big with some ass. Um, I think, yeah, just to be able to plug in five, 10 minutes here and there, Boban is not that guy. A big with some ass that can move a little bit. Um, Those are the only three things. If we make a trade for any of those three things, I'll be pleased. I'm currently I'm I'm appreciating some of the rumors I'm hearing. And even if you go back to that Finney Smith for the first round pick rumor, that's smoke. That's the math saying, "Hey, this is what we've been offered. You better come in better than that." Yeah. If you want them, you got to come hotter than that. I do say that I said it earlier, regardless if I think a deal can be made or not, like the Pascal Siakam thing that came out, I don't think there's any scenario unless we're trading Christoph Porzingis, which would not make sense for the Toronto Raptors. I don't think there's any scenario where we have enough to get Pascal Siakam. But the fact that they're that the fact that they're at least trying means something to me. The fact that they're at least trying with C.J. McCollum or they're interested or, you know, it's reported that they're interested in C.J. McCollum, someone who I would love on this team. Yes, I know he makes $35 million. Yes, I know he's about 30 years old. Yes, I know he has three years left on his contract. But but guess what? I don't care because he's going to come in and immediately be the second best player on this team. Have you seen the tweets where people, oh, CJ McCollum, this isn't this, isn't that, he's not even an all-star? What are y'all talking about? Y'all are idiots. CJ McCollum is probably one of a top five player to not make it to an all-star game in the NBA right now. Fact. Let's let's not play those games. Understand the Portland Trailblazers have been struggling. And you know another thing that's pissing me off? Every time we about to get a player, people are coming out with, oh, I don't want this guy. He don't play no defense. Bro, not everybody is a two-way player. You have to take – players have flaws. Is C.J. McCollum the best defender? Absolutely not. Guess what? Most of the mm. – <clears throat> The Knicks? <laughs> Most of the New York Knicks on this team. <laughs> it works. Most of the New York Knicks on this team don't play good defense. But guess what this team is doing? Playing good defense. If you can get C.J. to buy in, then cool. If you can't get CJ to buy in, then guess what? He's an automatic bucket on offense. Cut it out, man. Jesus Christ. 
and then here's the thing with CJ is like, I, I know people, oh, have you watched those Blazers teams? CJ McCollum's lack of defense is compounded by Damian Lillard's lack of defense. That's the problem. Individually, they could survive, but because there's two of them not playing defense or not being able to guard certain players, it makes the whole defensive situation worse. With If you put CJ McCollum beside Luka Doncic, it's a different situation. Am I saying Luka is a clamp guy? No, but he's six foot eight, and you can put him on a power forward from time to time and be all right. And then you throw three other defenders out there, and it's a much different situation than the Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum situation where you can hunt both of them in those scenarios. You can't really hunt Luka in an in a, in a, in on-ball action. If you're hunting Luka, you're trying to hit somebody off the ball for a wide-open corner three because he's ball-watching. You're not going to give it to that man and let him take go try to take Luka off the bounce. That doesn't happen very often at all. So it's a completely different scenario, apples to oranges. Luca and Dame are very physically different. I'm all in on some CJ McCollum action, if that is even a possibility. With the way the Blazers are operating, it could very well be a possibility. I agree. Bring CJ in, and I know a lot of some people were saying. Um, uh, uh, first of all, um, shout out to I think it was Kendall. Uh, he talked about you know what the scenario would be with Luca Brunson and CJ. Some people hold on now, hold on now. I told Kendall, I said, what if I told you Brunson wouldn't be there? But the fact, the simple fact that I saw people under that tweet, even suggesting that CJ McCollum, who's a borderline all-star is making $35 million and is a certified bucket would be on the bench is asinine. You should be ashamed of yourself. I wish I remembered y'all faces so I wouldn't be talking basketball with y'all. When the when the Blazers beat the Nuggets to go to the conference finals, it was not Dane closing out the Nuggets. It was CJ McCollum. I still got the meme in my phone. Who on our roster is doing that? Nobody. Not Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson ain't closing shit. You put a big wing on Jalen Brunson, he's a ghost. So the the fact that you could form your Twitter fingers to say that Jalen Brunson is somehow better than than, than CJ McCollum, I'm gonna need you to watch more basketball. And the main reason I would say Jalen Brunson would be gone, yeah, he'd is, be gone. It's because there's no scenario where, when it comes down to the fourth quarter or the, the closing minutes of a game, you want your best players on the floor. The four best players on the Mavericks, if C.J. McCollum were here, were here, would be in order: Luca, when healthy, <laughs> crazy I got to say that. Luca, C.J., K.P., then Brunson. I know some people have put Brunson third, put K.P. fourth. That's fair. I'm still putting K.P. third. There's no scenario in hell. Brunson, CJ, and Luca are on the floor together ever. So yes, Brunson would have to go. Whether it's to Portland, I don't think, because they have Anthony Simons and Dame over there. JB will probably it will probably be a three team trade deal or just a separate trade right. entirely. Um because you're not gonna bring CJ McCullum in, move Jalen Brunson back to the bench and expect him to sign in the offseason. Absolutely. You're bringing not. In CJ McCollum, you're telling Jalen it ain't starting ain't here for you, buddy. Right. You're sending him elsewhere. So, I mean, in that scenario, I guess the starting lineup would look like 
Luca, CJ, DFS, Maxi, and KP if they want to keep that. I would prefer Luca, CJ, Reggie, the way he's playing now, DFS, and KP to to hide um, CJ and Luca's deficiencies on perimeter defense. Uh, Reggie and DFS can pick up there. Well, then again, DFS will be guarding power forwards. They'll figure it out. <laughs> They'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, I, I would say the Reggie Maxi, or if we got a big body, uh, could be interchangeable in that scenario, uh, depending on who we play. So, yeah, man, I, I, I personally, I don't react to the rumors and stuff for the most part. Uh, I, for years now, it's I gotta see it actually go down. I don't think I have any tweets responding to any of those things. Uh, Siakam, CJ, none of that. I. If it's done, then I'll talk about it. Right. Um, rumors don't do anything for me. It's like I said, it's like going to the strip club. I, I for what? I'm, I don't care to look at it. It's nice. I, if I never mind, I'm, uh, this, this analogy can get out of hand. But we we go we 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 going on, we going too long on this. We really are. Uh, we, trade well, deadline. We had an hour at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we took like a five minute break. We only got to do the 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 unsung and. We we're gonna be close to an hour. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, but no, uh, it, it's trade deadline week. There's four days to the deadline. I think I said I expect us to do something, uh, even if it's to gain like a small asset here or there, or dump a guy that we're like Moses or something that we're not gonna do anything with. Uh, if we do something sexy, awesome. We might do an emergency pod or something. But other than that, uh, I, I'm excited about the deadline. I think I mentioned it last week. I'm gonna be in a space. Uh, on Thursday at the trade deadline to talk about the moves that went down with some guys. So be on the lookout for that. But um, it's going to be an interesting week. I expect Nico to want to, again, put his stamp on the team. So I do think that they are working the phones hard. I don't think they're trying to be complacent. If a deal doesn't go down, it's because the right deal didn't come along. Um, And I'm not going to be stressed about that too much. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset about that. Like I said, at least they're trying. At least I know they're trying. That's all that matters. Uh, in the past, it just seems like they would not try. They would put forward no effort. So, um, you know. It, it, We're in a tough I, spot. I can't make other teams accept trades. So. Right. The Tim Hardaway Jr. injury kind of dampened my expectations Yeah. when it came to trade. Because I felt like if we did something big, he would have to be a piece of it. And I don't know if we can get a team to take him with his broken foot. Yeah. Also, it's just... I don't know. I hate bringing this up, but it's definitely important character just to trade a guy like that after injury. But <laughs> I know some of y'all don't care, and I understand it. It is. Hey, he getting the, the twenty M's. He'll be all right. Um, <laughs> but that's it for that. Let's let's go ahead and, and, and take this break, and we'll come back with our our weekly segments. Yes, sir. So I know you uh probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh. I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, Back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. 
But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. What is up, folks? We are back yet again. And we had said we were going to keep this short. We have failed yet again. Um, (laughs) It's okay, though. I think y'all still love us. Uh, We're going to close out this space. It's not a space. We're going to close out this episode with our weekly segments, beginning with Reese's Unsung Hero of the Week. I have no idea who this is going to be. I tried to think about it while I'm talking right now, and it's I'm not pulling anything. Uh, but I got one idea. All right, Reese, let us know who's the who's the unsung hero of this two in one week. Um, I don't understand how you don't know. I feel like this is the it took most, me a second, but yeah, the most obvious and most deserving unsung hero in a long time. Uh, not even gonna waste your time with it. The unsung hero of the week goes to Reggie Bullock. Uh, there was really no other way to give it to anyone else. I just want to say, I'm not going to come up here and say I was wrong about Reggie Bullock because this is a stretch compared to the entire season. But I will say right now he is proving me wrong and I hope he continues to do so. Um, if he continue playing like continues to play like this from now into the playoffs, um, I can't see that happening just based off of his career as a whole. But if he can, that would be fantastic. That would be amazing. He's putting up 20 points for us. Uh, I hate to say this is going to sound like it's in poor taste, but we're not missing Tim Hardaway Jr. And it's largely due to the play of Reggie Bullock right now. And he's also giving us defense, which THJ does not do. So I want to give him his flowers. I want to say shout out to Reggie Bullock for being the unsung hero of the week, being on a career stretch right now. Uh, I hope it continues. And uh, I hope he continues to prove me wrong about that signing. But uh, that was quick. That was easy. Like I said, it was obvious. But I'm curious to see what we're going to get from the weekly forecast this week after the last two were freestyle. So maybe maybe uh, we're back to a conservative weekly forecast. But I'm going to kick it to Bib so we can see what's up. Thank you, Reese. You want to give Reggie... Mm, sweet Jesus. You want to give Reggie Bullock his flowers? You could do this for hours. Is that what you were saying? Champagne showers and shit like that? Anyway, we're back with the weekly forecast. And uh, I might freestyle it a cappella because I'm that kind of fella. And I'm not that yellow. 
I don't know where I was going with that. We got three games on the docket this week. First, we welcome the Detroit Basketball Pistons. They're coming down. They've got Cade Cunningham. They've got Sadiq Bay. They got an L on the way. There's no way we're going to lose to the Detroit Pistons. Knock on wood. Uh, the Mavericks, we just have all the pieces to get it done. They don't have the firepower in those Pistons to get past the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, heading forward in the week, we've got the Los Angeles Clippers. Two games, Thursday and Saturday, they will be coming into Dallas in the AAC. And, you know, I, before the trade, I would have said we, we we should overpower them as well, but they went and got Norman Powell. They went and got Robert Covington. Uh, it makes it a little bit more interesting. I'm going to go conservative here and say it's a split. We go two and one on the week. And uh, if we lost both of those Clippers games, uh, that would be rough. That would be rough. I, I don't even want to think about it, actually. Uh, Reese, how are you feeling about this week? Uh, I'm feeling good about this week. This has been a consistent thing uh, until the Mavs prove me wrong or until I just see a schedule that I feel is way too much for us and I don't think this is it. I'm not going to say the word, but yeah, I'm feeling because I see you. I see you and you're waiting for me to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I will find every word in the book to loop around that word. I'm not going to say it. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about this week, man. I feel like, you know what? I'm going to put it out there again. 3-0. and Three and zero. I'm I'm sticking with two and one. I'm, I'm saying two and one. I have to set the expectation that we can lose one of those Clippers games. I don't know what they're gonna look like with Norm Powell and Robert Covington. Like, how many six eight defenders do y'all need? Dang, save some for the rest of us. Um, All I'm saying is the <clears throat> NBA is looking out, man. Six straight home games. Come on. I I don't know what's going on. This is like, uh, I know the Spurs. Every time the the rodeo comes to town, they have like eight straight road games how did we get six straight home i don't know but uh and then we leave home right before the all-star break which is goofy um but it's all good it's all good we got three games it's a light week i uh, will have a couple days off uh after that that last clippers game before we have to go on the road so i'm excited about that for our guys we don't know if we're going to get kp or maxi back this week um both have mysterious knee injuries that like really you can't put a timetable on it i think uh, KP's is still called soreness, which we know can mean anything from uh, actual sore knee to a meniscus tear. Facts. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm trying not to think about it too much because that would be that would piss me off if they were hiding something serious like that. Uh, and then Maxie's they're calling a effusion, which doesn't sound fun. So. Uh, we're in a weird spot with those guys, but the guys are holding it down. Um, so <sighs> I don't know if there's anything else I need to add. I'm, I'm excited about what where we are at. I'm excited about Reggie Bullock, like you said, stepping up. And I think we we've, we said it previously, we weren't going to miss Tim Hardaway Jr. There's enough other guys there that can step up and, and fill that void. Not doing exactly what he does because some of the stuff he does is not good. <laughs> defensively Thanks. definitely um but yeah I, I i feel like we're in a good place i think that the way reggie bullock is playing is also affecting our trade scenarios as well 
I think so. Uh, I, I, the way he's playing, I don't hope to see him go unless we're getting substantial talent back in return. But, I mean, right. you know, uh, in the words of Spider-Man villain Kingpin, sacrifices must be made. <laughs> if we're getting a good player back, somebody's feelings going to get hurt. And it ain't going to be mine. Exactly. I'm not going to complain if, we, if we're bringing in a talent that lifts, lifts us up a little bit. I could not care less who's in that deal, unless it's Luca. Then I might be a little confused. But other than that, gotta do what you gotta do. Part of the business. It is what it is. I got nothing else left to add. Did you say to say or I? I, 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 I don't know what just happened. (laughs) Um, Closing thoughts. Uh, Reese, five seconds. Why should nobody watch Moonfall? the worst movie i've ever seen in theaters i almost walked out the only reason i didn't walk out is because i realized it was the end of the movie it was a waste of money and i saw it for free the gas you used to get there was wasted i I got you facts Uh, i need to be reimbursed um i mean there's a myriad of reasons i i could i could mention um, the movie's awful. It's a one out of ten. Um, the movie is, the you you see more of the earth. It's I'm just tell y'all straight up, bro. This movie's about aliens, bro. I didn't see that coming. This movie's about aliens, bro. Do you actually see the aliens? Technically, no. I'm gonna give y'all a quick rundown. Spoiler alert. If you don't want to be spoiled by fucking Moonfall, then sure, leave. But who gives a shit? Okay. There's an expedition on the moon in the beginning of the movie. Someone dies. They come back 10 years later. Uh, they realize the moon is orbiting closer to the Earth. It's for a reason. There's an AI, like a nanotech AI, on the moon. And a crater in the moon, deep inside the moon. They go up there to kill it. They go inside the moon to realize that the moon is something called a megastructure. The moon in this movie was created billions of years ago by our ancestors who lived with tons of technology and, you know, was basically everything was run by an AI system which had turned on them and wiped out most of the civilization and went to war with them so they created a megastructure a big sphere to go out into the universe and try to find somewhere to recreate a population in the universe and it did and it created the sun and the moon it didn't create the moon it is the moon it created earth and all the other planets so basically the inside of the moon is like an alien base. No aliens live on it because all the ancestors are wiped out. But the outside of the moon is it's it's a cover up. And they also said that on the moon landing apparently when they lost touch for a few minutes with the astronauts, NASA cut that off purposely because they found something. So th- th- this isn't just a scientific movie about the moon hitting Earth. It's about like aliens and our ancestors being aliens and this nanotech. You can find that out. 
how they found what? Had a book. They just had a book on the moon that explained everything. What you mean? How did they figure out about the ancestors being aliens and shit? Oh, like, I didn't get to that part because when three of the astronauts went into the moon to try to kill the nanotech, the the ship they were in started moving on its own. I guess the aliens were got in the ship and it hit them inside the base where the nanotech AI couldn't get to. Right. So then they kidnapped the main pilot who was played by Patrick Wilson and the alien showed him everything like the past, everything. It's like in Captain Marvel where she was speaking to the higher being and it would show someone of her memories, like someone she knows. Yeah, it was doing that. So he showed him everything and now he's all knowing and now he can open doors like a Jedi and shit. So what the, f- you th- yo, I'm not making this up. So, so it was just a regular disaster. Yeah. I thought this was a regular disaster movie too. Like it's Roland Emmerich. I'm like, Oh, this is a regular disaster movie. And I'm like, this is not a regular disaster movie. This is some star Trek shit. And I don't like star Trek. So uh, it's the type of movie that makes me think I can write movies. I almost walked out of this movie theater. This is the dumbest movie. I've, and I, I saw a child's play remake in theaters. I saw a dark Phoenix in theaters. I saw a fantastic four remake in theaters. I saw a lot of dumb shit in theaters. I almost walked out on this fucking movie. I almost woke up early to watch this movie in theaters. I'm glad I didn't. I never do this. The last time I did this for a movie was The Nun. Do not, under any circumstances, see this film. I I usually tell people to see movies for that, to form their own opinion, regardless of how I feel. Do not watch this movie. Not even at home. Avoid it at all costs. Uh, have the double toasted people reviewed this one? No, actually. Uh they did their movie review extravaganza on Thursday and they did okay. not review it. They reviewed Jackass. Um I don't think they're gonna review it. But I I did look up some reviews on YouTube from some people I trust, but I know you don't do YouTube, you usually do podcasts. So uh yeah, don't please for and on top of that, they keep going back. There's always a side plot that no one gives a shit about. And and of course we have to follow fucking kids driving. Look anyway, it doesn't matter. The green screen in this movie is god awful. I've seen better green screen on YouTube skits. Um, I don't know what the budget was for this film, but it, for names. for this for this to be an alien, a movie about aliens, and the fact that they leave on a, a sort of a cliffhanger as if you're going to make another one or like a universe of this kiss my fucking ass. That's all I got to say about Moonfall. This movie sucks. That was a lot. Um, I don't even know what to say to that. I don't, I don't know. What I, I literally <laughs> would have felt better if the actual moon hit the fucking earth than to watch this movie again. Did you go alone? Unfortunately. No, actually, fortunately, I went alone. Cause I was gonna go with my girlfriend, but to subject her to this, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have even blamed her if she dumped me on the spot. Oh God! All right, last question about it. How was there other people in the theater? 
There were maybe about six other people. There were couples there. Did they seem as pissed as you were during the movie? Could you not tell? I could not tell. Okay. I, I could not. Try, I, I could try to pay attention when I'm like feeling like, what the fuck is this? I can't. I, I couldn't. I was busy eating Skittles. I couldn't tell. I was the first one out of my fucking seat, though. With with that established, I'm going to go on the other end of the spectrum, and I'm, I'm not going to take too much time. There's a show by Quinta Brunson, who blew Heard up it is, on the but BuzzFeed. I have not watched it yet. Yeah, she blew up on BuzzFeed. Um, she was the only good thing I liked about BuzzFeed, um, personally. Uh, it's just a funny, funny person. She got a show created on ABC. It's called Abbott Elementary. It's in the mockumentary style, like The Office, like Modern Family. Um, but most of the cast is black. And it's a, it's a, it's a school in Philadelphia, like a lower-income area school in Philadelphia, elementary school, and it's hilarious. The first episode, I'll tell you, if you check it out, you can check it out on Hulu. All the episodes go straight to Hulu. It's on ABC Live. I think there's only six episodes so far. Um, maybe they're 22 minutes long. If you want it, you can binge it in two hours and be caught up again. The first episode, it took me close to the end to get into it. And then it made me emotional at the end. Uh, and then after that, every episode has been hilarious. Uh, I love the characters. Uh, I love where they're going. The guy from everybody hates Chris. I think is it Jonathan Tyler Williams, uh, James Tyler, Williams. James Tyler Williams. I love his character. This is the most serious character I've seen him play. Um, Do you, you don't watch it. <clears throat> You didn't think his character on Walking Dead was serious? He's more serious than he was on The Walking Dead. Oh, wow. Like, he seems like a man in this. Oh, wow. Still seems like a kid in that. Sure, sure. Um, and he's his character's from Baltimore, I think. Oh he doesn't God. do the accent. He doesn't do the accent. They should have never... Okay, <clears throat> But they're in Philadelphia, so, like, they try to I give mean, him some background that makes sense. Uh, the white lady on the show is Italian or Sicilian. I'm not sure, but... I, one thing I like about this show is that again, most of the cast is black. The white character is the character with all the connects and stuff. Like she's the most hood character on the show. Like every time they can't find something, she's like, "I might got a guy that can to make that happen." Oh wow! And like she brings in a guy like straight out of prison in one episode to talk to the kids. Can I watch this on Hulu? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But like she brings a guy like straight out of prison to talk to the kids. That like the ladies like I I didn't realize that was. We were, I thought you were bringing a cop. She said, no. <laughs> Why would I bring a cop in here? Um, but I love this stuff, man. I love it. It's, it's a good dynamic. They usually have a, a little decent message as well about the education system. The kids are hilarious. I don't remember most of the kids by name, but every episode they'll have like a funny moment with a kid. But the most hilarious character is the principal. I think her name is Janelle James. She has a, a 30 minute set on the stand-ups on Netflix as well that I watched last night. I don't know where she came from. I don't know where they got her from. But she is hilarious. And she's like, she got the job in a crooked way, which I believe you learned in the first episode. She should not be a principal. And she makes that <laughs> clear every opportunity she gets. Uh like they get some I'll I'll just spoil one of them. Um they're doing like some quick videos there's like a thing that teachers do where it's like make a video tell people what supplies you need and they can make donations to the school or whatever and uh she is apparently a tiktoker like she oh, sets God. up a whole studio in her office 
to record TikTok videos. And she she tricks them out. And she, the things she says to some of these other teachers is hilarious. The things she <laughs> says to the students is hilarious. Um, and there's a lot, whole lot of like looking into the camera because they're, they're aware of the cameras and there's a whole lot of, I hope y'all didn't just hear what, what just happened type of stuff going on. So I think, and if I'm being honest, Quinta's character is probably my least favorite character, but I think that's intentional. Okay. Um, like she's the one that has the big heart and has all the hope in the world. And like the rest of them, like bring her down often. Like, nah. I may have to check this out. Yeah, I, mean, definitely, I mean, I see it up and down the timeline. So. Definitely check it out. Like I said, I like supporting people that I, that I know grinded to get where they are. And it's a funny show. My mom likes it. Um, I got one of my co workers on it as well. Um, it's a funny show. And again, there's like six episodes, they're like 20 minutes long. You can catch up in an hour. Gotcha. Um, and I hope they renew it for several more seasons after this. Season. I think it also like set a record for growth week over week um, through word of mouth. Hmm. Uh, I think by the third week they had set like a growth record. So um, I didn't mean to talk about it for that long, but <laughs> but I, I definitely had to get that out there. Abbott Elementary again, it's in that office style. If you miss the office, uh, you need some more regular people to to root for. Uh, it's definitely a definitely a decent show. Definitely a decent show. And I think that's gonna do it. Uh nothing special going on this week besides the games. We got trade deadline Thursday. We'll probably have to talk about that on the next episode, whether or not the Mavs made a move. Potentially uh emergency pod, we'll see. Potentially. If the Mavs do something crazy, we won't do emergency pod for a second round pick. No, hell no. <laughs> so Mercy Pod, if we get a starter or like top eight level player, <laughs> or a top eight player, if we player get goes some, out, uh, like if Dwight we'll, Powell, Maxi, DFS get traded, we'll see. All right, we'll see. We'll play it by ear. Yeah. Um, Bel Air airs next week. That's another show I'm gonna check out. Ah, yes. Uh, that's next Sunday. So, uh, we'll work it out. We'll work it out when we're recording Goat Series. I might do the last two episodes this week because I'm slacking. I got to get this shit out before the All-Star Weekend, which is next week. Next week. So be on the lookout for that. It's the top. We're down to the top 20. Um, I changed some of the information I, I put in for some of these players. That's what's taking me so long, so please forgive me. I also start school again this week, so also please forgive me. Good luck. I'm done March 25th. Amen. And with that... I apologize for the hour and a half long episode. Peace. Do not fucking see Moonfall. Oh my God. <laughs>